0: We all about growth, self-improvement is the aim, that's what we promote, no matter where you at, we here to inspire, want you to light up your fire, wanna help you reach your full potential, yeah, we will dive into topics that to challenge our minds, let's leave all the comfort behind, focus on self-development, so we can make self-improvement, yeah, so tune in every week and join us on this ride. We'll explore a new perspective and we got nothing
1: to hide. Yeah. All right. So we have, um, shape shifter. She goes by shape on YouTube and, um, we, so shape. I first saw you on the, um, YouTube channel, soft white underbelly. That's how I, I found out about right, you and right. I heard the story and I thought it was extremely interesting. And, um, that's one of the things we like to do on this podcast is we like to get interesting people on the podcast. So, um, what, if you want to start, like you want to go ahead and just start, you know, with your story and and what you know, you do on YouTube and that sort of thing.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I went to soft white underbelly because I was a fan of a channel for a while and I wanted to share my story of what I went through with medical transition, trying to become opposite sex, And, um, it's kind of not easy every time I tell it. My mental health is not in the best place right now because it's hard to realize that I've been sold a bill of lies, pretty much. Right. And like, I've made permanent body modifications, trying to become trying to mimic the opposite sex. Right. So you're way so too early in my timeline. Male. Yeah. Right. I'm male. Yeah. I'm biological male. And um I thought I was a woman because I was naturally very feminine. And ever since I was a kid, I was told by everyone around me that I'm not a real man because I'm feminine. And that kind of stuck with me in my head. Um, so the closest point of reference were women because I, when I compared myself to other men, I just couldn't, I guess, measure up. <laughs> right. Because wow. I just wasn't as masculine or tall or strong uh, physically. And um, but I never I did exhibit like gender non-conforming behavior as a kid, but I kind of grew out of it for when I opened. And then I was raised in Eastern Europe. And then when I moved to US, I the minute I came across like gender ideology in college, I right away pretty much got convinced as I did research that I was a woman trapped in a man's body. And I just really got obsessed with transition and Pretty much was fast tracked onto hormones and surgeries. Uh, when I started taking estrogen, my mental state actually became more volatile. Okay, I felt okay. more of a brain fog. Um, yeah. Looking back at it, it makes sense because you know I was just a man getting castrated. If you lose testosterone, um, you will get more anxiety and depression, and all that. I mean some. I guess people claim that true transsexuals somehow get happy when they mm-hmm. start castrating themselves. But with me, it was the opposite. But I saw that I just needed you know, more body modifications to become, do more changes to my body, mm-hmm. to feel more comfortable. Um, that's why I went to therapists trying to get letters for the surgery, for the sex reassignment surgery, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. which is looking bad is bullshit and uh, nobody has ever assigned anybody sex and I wish um, I was given proper counseling and proper information by surgeons and therapists as the surgery was not as didn't have as much of a scientific back like research around it as I thought it did I honestly thought it was done for years and it was um, tested through science. <laughs> I didn't know that it was very experimental and had a lot of complication rates. I was not aware of any of that. Moreover, after I went, so, yeah, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I want to get some context. here. So your yeah. do- doctor that you um, saw, so you're required to um, go to, counseling and get signed off by a psychologist in order to have the, uh, the, um, reassignment surgery as well?
2: Yeah. So the way it works, I was able to get on hormones without any therapy. Um, but then when I uh, started craving uh, bottom surgery, because as I started castrating myself with estrogen, I started becoming more delusional. <laughs> I think estrogen was sending some signals to my body that made me believe that I was in fact a biological woman and I started feeling more disconnect with my penis. So I went to, psych- to I guess it was a therapist and a psychologist working together on a team,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: mostly I was seeing a therapist who as far as I know was also a trans woman and I don't even know if she ever even had a bottom surgery. right? So I don't even know for sure. Like looking back I, at the time, I thought it was a positive thing because this person could understand me. But now I realized it was very dangerous to have one therapist, um, a trans woman, because that's kind of biased, right? In a way. Um and then the main psychologist kind of he didn't see me as much, but he was like a second letter that I needed for the surgery. And literally within a few months, I was able to get back the letters and get cleared for the this insane surgery that's completely. Brutal and dangerous, but I was not aware of it until I went through it. Um, so I got even more depressed after the surgery because now I was like full on like castrated, right? So um, my anxiety, depression got worse. I was reaching out to the trans community trying to like, you know, get some ideas, you know, I'm like, why am I? So- I was supposed to be happy, right? I was supposed to feel this like endless gender euphoria after I get the right body. But they were just telling—they were gaslighting me and just telling me that it's just a post-up depression. You need to set new goals. You were like hyper focused on transition, and now like um. But somehow I just felt very lethargic and brain fogged. Um, for years I, I couldn't just get out of that state. Um, I started having complications because I was not—I was pretty much gaslit by surgeons and everyone that this was going to be just like, like cis vagina that um i'm gonna be able to date straight guys and um it's gonna make my life better but what they didn't tell me it's like um it's something that doesn't actually belong on male bodies so your body's always trying to heal it up so no matter how much i dilated um it just kept on getting tighter and i wasn't able to have hundreds of sex um so that sucks is that, um, is
1: that a pretty common side effect with with that surgery? well
2: at the time I was not aware I just thought it was me because yet again I was gaslit by trans community telling me that complication rate was one percent and regret rate of transition was one percent and so I always compared to the knee surgery because theres like I don't know why it's like a common thing <laughs> it's a common part of debate that people keep on comparing regret from sex by salmon surgery to knee surgery which is like completely insane um but as I started like, you know, as years one I kept on having more revisions and still not being able to fix my issues, I started realizing that it's a pretty common issue, but people just don't talk about it because trans women are actually biological men and men lie a lot about their, you know, sexual abilities and penis sizes and all that. So why the hell did we ever say that men with inverted penises were going to be honest about their depths? I mean, generally just like genitals is such a taboo subject. So people just don't want to talk about it or it's it's a some cost fallacy. You know, if you saved up um for a car, <laughs> like you're yeah. saving up and then you go get that car and you realize like it's trash <laughs> and it's not right. what you're to be. you it's gonna
1: be. You made a mistake. Yeah. A lot of, you know, that's a natural human response to something like this. Do you do you feel like the the reason why it's not as talked about is because the trans community would dis um th- this i guess disown that person or or not or you know, push that person out, and they won't because i from what i understand and and um I'll be honest with you, I don't know a whole lot of trans people. I do have a lot of gay friends, um do you right. one of them um I'm just kidding um but anyways, <laughs> my brother. but um my brother was was gay, and so I was around a lot of gay people, but from what I understand is is when you take that step to become um, a trans female or trans male, whatever the case may be, a lot of your family, a lot of friends and, and things like that will, you know, kind of distance themselves. So you you reintroduce yourself to a new group of friends, a new group of people. Do you feel like that that's maybe why it's not talked about?
2: Yeah, I think as ideology, it's a bit culty in the whole transgender movement. They do prey on vulnerable people and they kind of encourage people to cut out people out of your life, and question, you know, your trans identity. <laughs> right. So if somebody like tried to question, like and tell me that, like, wait, you're a man, you're not a woman, people like told me to cut those people out. And that's why I did lose my family. And it happens to a lot of trans identified people. Cause now that I've picked, I know that I was not born in the wrong body, and a lot of it was trauma, internalized homophobia. I realized that a lot of trans identified people do also have like men, other mental comorbidities or they've been traumatized in a certain way. So they're kind of a target for isolation. And you kind right. of, the real is that actually cares for you, get replaced by glitter family, which now looking back at it, it's a bunch of people who are fake. When I was part of trans community, I felt like I was, um, well, they keep on saying they're woman, but they really, it just definitely felt like a testosterone fueled pageant, right? So I just, constantly competing based on looks. It's like the worst of most worlds. It's <laughs> bitchiness and catiness of average woman fueled by just the competitiveness of a man. So nice. you're just, this like hit pretty much of people who are just competing literally based on looks. <laughs> it's the one of the most shallowest community ever where it is all about possibility. And you just, it honestly gave me more dysphoria being trans. <laughs> I realized that I was way more comfortable when I was just a feminine man. Um, I knew at least what I was. The lines weren't blurry. (laughs) I think it's very cruel when therapists affirm their delusions and send you out in the real world and you are full on convinced that you're a woman. It's so dangerous. Do, when do you other people illusions are not fun if other people are not sharing them right so if you're a christian it's cute if there's another christian community so you guys all can like share the same beliefs so it's honestly like once it's when i was like i guess trans woman which is i want everyone to know that thanks to porn and <laughs> mainstream trans woman is a man with functional penis and TDS, like that's what a transfer is. Mm-hmm. once you have a surgery you're like in this gray zone where you're kind of left to your own devices to figure out how to navigate your life and dating and all that and it's very cruel to tell someone that the surgery was somehow going to make you a woman and make you more accepted and you know make your life better yeah
1: but how how have you i mean i As far as like dating goes, um, are you able to date, um, men? Do they know that you're, I mean, I'm assuming you tell them that you've had the surgery or or how does that work?
2: Um, Honestly, right now I'm not dating seriously. anyone. (laughs) I do have a fiance. It, It is tricky because ever since after having so many hormones in my body, I'm all kinds of confused. Like To sit here and be sometimes I don't sleep into my delusions temporarily. It happens. Sometimes I still internalize, like nobody helped me with my internalized homophobia. Like I still don't want to be a man. (laughs) You know, like I don't. And to tell people right now that I'm a man, it honestly puts me in danger because of Dylan Mulvaney and all those people, there's so much transphobia in society that it's not easy living in suburbs. I can't just go around and tell them (laughs) everyone. Okay, like I'm man, like even if I told them my man to just assume I'm in trans one and they just like tell everyone else. What well, I live in a small town, so I just can't even go out and be open. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly, from what I, see, I mean
1: I would if I saw you in public and I didn't know you, I would assume that you were a woman, would I mean um <laughs> <But> so <laughs> it it's probably really hard, especially in a small rural town, um in the climate right. that we're currently to date. So I I mean I can understand your hesitation and your you know, the uh fear it's of-
2: dangerous and yeah. I, wherever I go go guys do hit on me and like my my dream turned into a nightmare. Now it's like it's scary for me to meet new people because you know, they're attracted to me and um and I know that like the minute I tell them I'm a man, like I don't know, like I'm gonna put myself in danger. <laughs> right. It's almost like life was easier when I was like full on delusional. <laughs> So at least it was kind of like easy to be like, hey, I'm a woman, I don't give a fuck. Like, (laughs) you don't accept me. Like, it's my truth, you know, the whole my truth thing, which is like, there's a lot like floating around. What is the absolute truth? Like, it's funny how people say like, oh, I don't believe your truth. And it's coming from people who are like religious, who also have absolutely no proof (laughs) that they're religious beliefs. And I don't know, is there such thing as an absolute truth? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm questioning everything right now. I feel like I'm definitely a very mentally ill person. <laughs> and um I'm still struggling, like I'm struggling with suicidal ideations. I've left YouTube for maybe like ten days now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because really, it's, yeah. it's got really? a lot. It's like it's all it's also like I don't know like if I pass or not, because People online tell me, oh, you look like a man. community tells me that I look like a man. I should have never transitioned, that surgeons are douchebags for doing surgeries on me because I was never gonna pass. (laughs) But then like, I don't know. So I kind of assume guys know because um, I don't think average woman has like five tons of makeup on on her face and has like this crazy nails. You know and over the top i mean part of my detransition was to actually wear more makeup be more what society would think of a trans woman or a drag queen the stereotype just to kind of send a signal like hey i'm not just average woman (laughs) right uh that's kind of my way of putting it out there you know it is obviously difficult actually i'm experiencing reverse dysphoria. when people call me girl woman it's like it kind of cringes me out i just I do feel like i'm something else like (laughs) maybe because i'm so confused after having so many different hormones and sometimes i know i'm a man sometimes i just i don't want to be a man so it's not easy and i feel like definitely people like therapists let me down they should have really helped me with my mental issues and not try to like modify my body for software issues that are in my habits yeah, that doesn't it mean,
1: seemed like it was pretty quick um, from the time that you started exploring um, the possibility of tra- transitioning um, to the point where you actually had the surgery. Yeah. I mean, you, it sounded like it was a couple months. It
0: was, just, it was a couple months. That's,
2: I feel like that's really soon from talking um, to a psychologist team. It was actually. a few months, but still, like, for something so life-changing and irreversible, yeah. it should have yeah. been. Plus. Now, I want to own my manhood, and it's kind of hard to do. Like, my body knows I've been altered, right? So, to go out and tell everyone, hey, I'm a man, like, change my paperwork back to me, like, that doesn't make sense. Like, I can never (laughs) go back. Like, there's no such thing. It's almost like I'm stuck playing this role.
1: Oh, okay. So, I was under the impression I was telling Gio, I thought that, um, Mm you were able to de- like have an actual surgery to go back to being a man so you're not able to do that
2: no no like i know the trans men that have uh, attempted phalloplasty and it's like three or four different surgeries and it will never be the same and in fact it can be more traumatic mm-hmm. to like um you know because as biological men when you a real penis works when trans men transition, they don't have point of reference right <laughs> they've never had a real penis so they don't know <laughs> But if I was to get phalloplasty, um, I know people. Who, I know a man who went and got it and then it was so painful, it was so horrible that he went back to reverse it. <laughs> he had like uh, two sex changes, I guess, quote unquote. It's just complete insanity. Oh. They took a piece of his skin and tried to create like a phallus and then they took it all apart and put the skin back where it came from. Complete insanity. This is all experimental. There is no long-term research showing that uh, surgery is mental health um yeah it's i don't know i'm still legally female i'm gonna stay legally female i'm not that stupid to change because um it is what it is at this point i mean there is trans women that are not even on hormones and they're legally female which like makes no sense right (laughs) which
1: on like um so for instance there was a ufc fighter um that was fighting um was a biological male and was uh Consider herself a trans woman, and she was fighting in the UFC against women, and not telling them. And because it's a medical, she called it a medical um diagnosis or whatnot. Um, they, she was able to fight and not tell these women that she was biological male, and she was beating the shit out of these women. I mean, it was bad. Um, Is
2: that Fallon Fox or something? Is that Fallon yeah. Fox or something? Yeah, about? you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I spoke out because I was at my breaking point and this is not the trans community that I knew when I was transitioning, not that trans community was ever like this perfect community in any shape or form, (laughs) but it got in way too extreme. And I think where I went wrong is also buying into ideologies that I'm a woman. If I just stayed a trans woman, my life would have been like a trans woman, you know, without the surgery. (laughs) It's hard to date because when you tell people you're a trans woman, they immediately get interested in, they think you have a penis, you know, because they watch too much porn. And that's all they know is there has never been a post op trans woman who won any kind of AVN awards or been been in the 1% of OnlyFans, you know what I mean? So it's like, unfortunately, millennial men are raised on porn and it's kind of like hard because the minute you you tell them you're like a man or slash trans woman, (laughs) They immediately think you're just this like slutty person that's gonna like, rip out their dick and fuck them up the ass. And it's just like they can't comprehend that some people actually don't have a penis. <laughs> right. So it's very difficult. And then I'm still attracted to straight masculine men. Mm-hmm. And right. that's the reality of it. And I'm internalizing a lot of homophobia. I still don't wanna be gay, even though I guess I am gay. So. What was your my childhood
1: man, Were you were, did you have any, like, um, experiences as a child that, that, you know, kind of sent, made you feel like you were um, not a man or, or what, you know, what was your childhood? Yeah,
2: I mean, my childhood was traumatic because I was constantly bullied for my femininity and I was in constant fear of, like, getting physically assaulted. <laughs> I've, I had sexual trauma, which therapists knew about and they completely, like, ignored it didn't help me tackle it at all they just like and at the time I said that was consensual which was like my way of dealing with trauma and they were like okay consensual like they just literally didn't tackle it and um so now I realize that yeah of course for sure that probably affected uh the way I felt about my body because as I started like doing more inner work and talking to other like the transitioners people who just like also, thought they were trans. I realize a lot of them also have some kind of traumatic childhood experience, sometimes sexual trauma or assault, which makes them feel uncomfortable with their body. But that doesn't mean they're in a wrong body.
1: <laughs>
2: that means so that. What
1: kind um, of questions do they ask when you're when you're going through the therapy? I mean, what 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 is the process that they determine that you're ready to have the surgery
2: done? There is no process because right now we have affirmation only, and the hospital that affirmed me, I guess they didn't question me too much because any pushback is transphobic. And right now they're actually fighting for lowering the barriers to entry for surgeries (laughs) and hormones, which is even scarier because uh, now they want just one letter instead of two letters. That's what they're fighting for. And I think they already might've like pushed that through. Um, I think a lot of places are just giving out hormones with informed consent. So technically you can transition like full on up until bottom surgery without any service. Because a lot of places you can get, um, you know, hormone was informed consent from Planned Parenthood or like certain like activist hospitals <laughs> or some, some apps, you know, LGBTQ friendly apps that will, from what I know, even deliver, you know, which just you can just talk to nurse on a video chat and they'll send your hormones to your door. And that's completely insane. <laughs> and uh especially a lot of women are now transitioning, so testosterone will forever change them into like their bodies um and they can go back. <laughs> I know so many de-trans women that are completely regretting their top surgery and taking testosterone and they're just what would completely you say, what
1: what mm-hmm. would you say the statistics are on the and I haven't looked this up. I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but what are the statistics of people that um have Transition fully had bottom surgery and they regret that decision. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Guys, we're always telling you, you got to talk to someone when you're not feeling yourself and you're having a rough time with your mental health. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. I myself go through seasonal depression, and sometimes I just don't want to leave the house or or leave the room, even for that matter. That is where better help's coming in. You can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or hell, even a video call, all from the comfort of your own home. If your therapist isn't the right fit for you for any reason at any time, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy. But with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, gives you more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable rate. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com alpha. That's BetterHelp.com
2: slash A-L-P-H-A. Well, we don't have exact statistics because there haven't been too many good studies. I've been taken over long terms that are unbiased. Um, one of the longest studies in Sweden shows that suicidality actually goes up eight to 10 years after post-assignment surgery, which is where I'm at right now because I had mine in 2015.
1: What? Say uh, that again. I'm sorry you cut out there. What what goes up?
2: Uh, suicidality in post okay. uh, trans people goes up within eight to 10 years compared to general population um so it shows that actually bottom surgery is not life-saving according to one it's only long-term studies that we have that was taken over like decades long um a lot of studies that support transition are not in a way do have a lot of flaws or they're often sponsored by pharmaceutical companies some studies
1: or they don't have like they
2: they do that a lot to
1: make uh, money you know what i mean they're
2: Right. It and it, it became a big industry, and the dropout, a lot of studies have a big dropout rate of self reporting. There's really no studies measuring sexual satisfaction rate over long term, like vaginal, neo vaginal depths. So none of that is really there. If anything, as more people are speaking out, almost everyone needs revisions. I had multiple revisions. I was just on a, and I'm still going through consults trying to see, like, what are my options. For general reconstruction, um, because as part of the transition, I've been taking testosterone and like my sex drive is back and it's traumatic not being able to have sex some kind of way, you know? So, um, that's one of the I'm, things
1: that Gio was talking about before we, we got in here. Um, he did you know, was wondering about that sort of thing. Cause I'll be, I'll be honest with you and everybody that knows me know I take uh testosterone, um, replacement therapy, I'm doing testosterone and it, It definitely increases your sex drive. I mean, by far. So I understand where you're coming from. So, what, what, so there's no, so that's another thing that physiologically you're not allowed to, you're not able to have sex and experience that pleasure. So that's probably um, demanding on your mentality as well.
2: Yeah, I know. And that's why I just don't know. Like, as my, and without assessment, I'm like lethargic and brain fogged. And like, I went from enjoying my body to an extent you know, <laughs> and being able to have sex with like Chinese chasers and whatnot to like pretty much looking like a Barbie doll <laughs> and not right. being able. To. If I knew that I can only have anal sex like till the rest of my life, like I would have never had a surgery, of course. Um,
1: I mean, I didn't also, write it all. did not I didn't... functional? Like when they do the the uh, reassignment surgery, it's not functional? You can't have vaginal? Well,
2: well I, I can because my vaginal tunnel is very narrow and short. And that's like the main struggle because it's called like vaginal stenosis when everything constricts. And that's like a more common complication in trans women. And there is right now, for example, seven-year waiting. I know one trans woman from New York City. She was on my YouTube channel. And she told me she's on a seven-year waiting list to get revision right now for her vaginal stenosis. And poor thing only had her surgery at 21. That's
1: crazy. Seven years to to have the yep. um, reversal done, but two months to have the actual surgery. That's life changing. I mean, your life's changed forever.
2: Yeah. Well, I got approved. I just want to clarify. It wasn't. It was a few months before I got approved as a surgery, but I was able to schedule the original surgery like within six months out. So it was pretty quick. Okay. Um, right now, there is a, a big waiting list for a lot of like more or less decent surgeon. To be honest, like. Even the best surgeons, it's kind of oxymoron because I do get a lot of hate from trans community telling me, well, you went to a backyard surgeon and whatnot. But the point of the matter, even the top surgeons, like they're all kind of, I know some people, they kind of patients get passed around for revisions, even Mm -hmm. amongst top surgeons. And there's a lot of patient blaming going on. You know, if something goes wrong, they're just like, well, it's your body. You know, we couldn't predict the outcome. (laughs) It's right. like, so yeah. we didn't dilate enough or stuff like that. You know, they so completely gaslight patients. And um I went through that a lot. I mean, medical transition definitely compounded my trauma. I'm now like forever distrustful of medical professionals. I'm distrustful of everyone. I hate people in general. I realized that men were the source of my trauma. <laughs> and I did all this to please men. And honestly, I just don't give a fuck anymore. Like if I go to the bar and somebody comes up to me and wants to buy me a drink, like maybe a month ago, I was thinking like, Oh yeah, I should tell this person that I'm a man. Cause otherwise he wouldn't buy me a drink now. Like, do I give a fuck with this guy? going can sing. Like, I really don't give a fuck. Like I'm just, at I that mean, point. Like I'm I said, so traumatized by society.
1: Right. Yeah. That would be extremely, you know, tough to deal with. I mean, and I, I mean, I couldn't imagine being a man like you were saying, Gio, uh, uh, you know, or a man, a male, a female that feels like you're there's in the way. wrong body. Like if you feel um, trapped, yeah. So what do you do you feel like that? That is a it, it sounds like to me, the, you know, are you saying that it's maybe like a mental illness and a, a depression issue and, and a self-identification issue? Or or do you think yeah. that there's actually men out there that want to be female and need to be female?
2: Well, there is two main species of trans woman, you know, like I am a homosexual, transsexual, I guess, per se. Well, I'm, I'm a gay man, I guess. Gay men usually transition most of societal reasons because they want to, you know, they're attracted to, I guess, <laughs> more masculine men. Mm-hmm. And want the more they feminize themselves, like I guess they get more of like straight, passing, bisexual men. <laughs> you know, it's more... Like, I wish I knew that division. I, I wish I knew that there is straight men transitioning, like, you know, that are, they, they have a fetish, they have autogynephilia, they're attracted to the image of themselves as a woman. They get a boner when they're questions, um, you know? And then there is gay men that transition, such as myself, that are mostly just trying to escape um, being ostracized for being feminine. <laughs> I, now I realize I just wanted to pass and as a woman, because I wanted to wear, I guess, feminine clothes. And I just got tired of um, being seen as a creep. But when I started passing, people were no longer trying to hurt me or judge me that were just like letting me be, you know? But it was not because it was in the wrong body, it's because society is fucked up.
1: Yeah, so it was crazy boring, to me, you know? especially now, like in California, for instance, If you had, if you're a man and you say, you know, you can say I'm a female, and they'll let you go to a female prison.
2: That, yeah, you know, I mean it's, it's been an like issue.
1: That's crazy to me because I mean you could you know, what if you get what if you got a guy that, that's charged and convicted of rape? And then he says, Well, I'm a woman, and he goes to you know, a female prison with with all females. I, I just right. I, I think it's 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 becoming to the point where they just they're making it too easy right. Know, to,
2: I think it started out with good intentions. It was meant to help a few hyper feminine men and super masculine women, that to pass, I guess, to somehow like alter their bodies so they could like elevate that discomfort. I personally don't believe it's inner discomfort. I do believe a lot of it is upbringing and how society just treats gender nonconforming people. Trans it, it is pretty much medicalization of gender nonconformity. That's all it is, and. um, I do feel like though a lot of trans identified people have other comorbidities. It's whether sometimes it's because you do get induced trauma just for being gender nonconforming, growing up being different, whether you're gay or you're a little bit don't fit the sex stereotype that you belong to. You know you will get traumatized <laughs> and you will have mental issues. Like if, if you're not gonna just escape into your adulthood if you've been constantly targeted and bullied, like it's just not gonna happen. You will. Walk away with trauma. <laughs> and it will give you mental issues and depression and anxiety and all that. And oftentimes, those comorbidity issues are confused for just pure gender dysphoria. And I think there's a lot of disservice being done by mental health professionals by affirming everyone super quick. Um, because right now, anything other than affirmation only is considered conversion therapy because trans is being compared to gay rights, right? So because we kind of already know you can't change your sexuality (laughs) Uh, no matter how much you pray or no no matter how much you like abstain from sex your sexuality is your sexuality. So they're kind of like comparing, a lot of like main public just kind of compares trans to being gay, you know, they don't want to be bigoted. But I think that's kind of its own thing. And I don't agree like, um, with unaltered males, biological well, males being in women's prison, um, penises rape. <laughs> I just want to say that as, as a victim of sexual abuse, I can for sure confirm that. I have a right to say that. I'm sorry, but they do. And I do believe I probably had internalized endorphobia as well because of what happens. And I wish I had more time to grow into my manhood and now I don't get that chance. And now younger and younger, I, I'm here for gender nonconforming men and boys, right? I don't think it's fair that they're getting castrated, which is being gender non-conforming because um, we already know, like the main person in charge of like WPS, which is like organizations that set standards for like transgender healthcare, already stated that uh, boys that have been put on puberty blockers. They will never have a male orgasm. So they'll never experience an orgasm. Moreover, they'll grow up with a micropenis because they never, like, testosterone never hits their body. So their testicles never dropped, their penis never grew. So there is even no tissue to do the surgery. There was 18-year-old Dutch trans woman, I guess, that died during uh, sex reassignment surgery because um, because of the blockers, that person didn't have enough tissue to work with. So they did colon vaginoplasty and it faded substance and it was in 24 hours patient diet. So much for life-saving surgery, right? <laughs>
1: That's funded yeah. by taxpayers. So, so, just so who, stop. are you, um, is this like a surgery that is covered by, is it, is it covered by insurance or is, do your insurance companies cover this or?
2: In my case, it covers in a lot of liberal states, it does. It also depends on what type of insurance you have. And I think when I was doing my surgery, only the bottom surgery was covered. But now in a lot of states, everything is covered. Sometimes when voice feminization surgery, you know, facial surgeries are also covered under certain insurances, which doesn't make sense because it's technically a plastic surgery. So what about biological women who also may feel dysphoria about having small breasts? Why aren't their breasts were covered? You know what I mean? So I can't even get help to remove my breasts. (laughs) I want them out because I have osteoporosis because I've lack of hormones in my body. So it's like heavy breasts. I want them out, but I don't want to spend $15,000. Yet if I was trans, like Blue Cross Blue Shield would have covered my breast augmentation right now. It's completely insane the transitioners can't get any help to get now like reversal surgeries and we already know that those reversal surgeries are also dangerous (laughs) so i'm I'm really sad and depressed i just don't know what to do it's like so frustrating i feel like my life has been ruined and this is hard no
1: i i I completely understand i mean i couldn't imagine going through you know what you've what you've gone through um in in life so i mean you know, I don't, I don't blame you for crying. I, I would be upset as well.
0: So, you okay? Yeah, definitely be
1: different. yeah, fine. So, so are you, so you said you left YouTube? Um,
2: I did, yeah. Because time. I felt like social media was addictive. And um, I just got tired of being called Nazi and bigot and getting accused of genocide of trans women. And um, when trans kids, you know, trans community can be very vicious.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the current, current state, like cancel culture and that sort of thing, I mean, they, they feel like they can just say whatever they want to whoever they want because they don't agree with you and you can't have a conversation. So, so what, what made you start talking out about this? I mean, what was it because you were trying to um, change things or just making, you know, people aware that maybe deciding and making the decision to, to go down the same journey?
2: I transitioned to live stealth because I was never one of those trans women who want to like document every journey to get like clicks and views. Oh, look how my ass has grown on hormone replacement therapy. Like, look at me. I've castrated myself for like whatever amount of years. <laughs> you know, I was never one. I, I I was convinced I was a woman. I said like, I'm going to have the surgery. I'm going to get married, you know, just like have a normal heteronormative life because that's what... I guess i fetishized in a way right well we're that was my dream right because i didn't want to be like this like cringy chani right <laughs> so i wanted to be like a, i was made to believe that i could become a woman and that's what i wanted <laughs> i knew that um, people are vicious and it doesn't matter how beautiful or ugly you are like people are still gonna come for you online and um so that's why I, I lived stealth and um for years i was like just living I guess in my head, I thought I was a woman and I was living my life quietly. And then seeing Leah Thomas situation, seeing like, I just got cringed out. That's like, that's what was happening. And just people, after I started seeing what's happening to Jess Jennings, like how her surgeries went wrong. I also felt very depressed and suicidal. So I just didn't feel like I had anything to lose. I'm like, okay, I don't give a fuck. Like my life is ruined anyway. So I'm gonna just tell everyone like how it went down. and that's when I kind of like posted a video and, um, it kind of went like got traction in certain circles and people started like listening to me and inviting me to talk, but still like in the trans community, in trans community, it's all about trans woman. It's about uplifting trans woman, the whole discourse about trans women, nobody gives a fuck about trans men. They're never part of conversation. They're never part of problem too much. <laughs> Uh, on that, But on the opposite side, it's all about D-trans women, right? So there is this Christian Republican organizations that are, like, really uplifting, like, D-trans women, you know, because there are still a lot of them are sexist, so they see them as victims. <laughs> and um, for D-trans men, they just see them as, as perverts who deserve what happened to them, right? So we definitely don't get, as a D-trans man, I guess, or whatever you want to call me, like, I don't, I don't care even about labels, like, whatever you see me as, like, I just know that I've been definitely harmed by the system. Um, so do maybe, you- <laughs> uh, yeah. It's- so it's like that's why it's just been difficult online, seeing how like I've been treated both by trans community and D-trans the community. They don't seem as a real detransitioner transitioner because I'm I, I'm I'm not trying to like <laughs> cut up my body quickly enough and go back to presenting like a dude, right? It's like. That I think sexist, like all dated gender stereotypes, is what caused pushing me to transition and pushing a lot of people to transition. And this super men, like right wingers, they think that they're gonna cancel gender ideology, but it's also they're also gonna have all men to be super masculine and wear like you know uh, final shirt, and all the women are gonna bear children and wear dresses that hit the floor. That's not the future. That's not that's never gonna be the case. There'll be some women that's gonna not gonna want to wear a dress or bear children for you, and there'll be some men that's not gonna to want to father children or you know. <laughs> or um, be like cut down trees and build like houses. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's something whether it's a God created or a natural variation within like biological sex, there is outliers, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I just can't believe some people just can't accept it. these things like, oh, everything is a choice, everything is a lifestyle. That's also kind of like crazy as well. So there's all this extreme ideologies, I'm just tired of it. I feel like because I try to stay in the middle, I just don't get, you know, as much backing because (laughs) I refuse, um, there's also extreme people who say that, oh, I should go to male jail. If I go to jail, I should go to male jail because I'm a man. You know, if I'm using female bathroom at some point, I'm like destroying women's rights. But that's also crazy, right? If I go to male bathroom, I understand that like female bathroom shouldn't be a refuge for me, but also like, what do you want me to do? Right? So it's like, (laughs) It's just like i don't know all this extreme ideas that I, I just got tired of being in the middle and not finding my political home and not finding my uh, spiritual home so i just like withdrew myself from the situation also realized like everybody called like that's another thing i'm being called a grifter by a trans community because people are saying oh you're just a right wing grifter but i'm not even a right wing <laughs> i'm more right leaning but i'm not like mega maga christian sure person i'm still right. platforming trans people with complications as well and in our society, like we only have two parties, everything is so dual, you know, <laughs> and I just I can't do it. I, that's what I was doing myself. And I realized I'm actually not making that much money of YouTube. I just realized all the tra- tra- trans people are getting, you know, brand. Deal. If I was trans right now, I would be getting brand deals. <laughs> I would be getting like um, right. all the followers and face. But because I'm in this weird situation, all I'm getting literally is hate. I'm not me. This money is not worth my mental health. Deteriorating
1: further. And yeah, I understand. What What were you? Uh, you were gonna say something well, a just, minute
0: ago. I was just trying to get to. How do you identify yourself, like, man? man I don't if know. You're, you're not sure.
2: I, I, I am a man, but I guess I'm a special kind of man. So when I was transitioning, I I was I came out, I guess, as non-binary, but it doesn't mean anything because it's, it's still part of gender ideology. In reality, I, my sex, my sex, secondary sex characteristics have been permanently altered. And to be like, oh, somehow gay men are going to be attracted to me, that's bs too. If a gay man could be attracted to somebody like me, they wouldn't be gay. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. So I mean, it's usually like. It's, when you,
1: usually, when a gay man is attracted to another man, they want to, you know, they, they look for masculine yeah, features. And, exactly. and as far as I'm concerned, you don't really have any masculine features you know i like i said i would can i would think that you were a woman if i saw you in public but i i want to tell you shape i mean i i commend you for what you've done and what you're doing because I, I mean it's almost heroic i mean you're speaking up for people that are not recognized by any particular group in society and you're still willing to speak up against that and i and i think that's commendable
2: Thank you. I don't think it's heroic. I'm just like, I think I'm just mentally ill, desperate person who just knows that there's something really wrong with the system that needs to change. I do believe that in the future, they'll definitely be pulled back. Like, looking back at this time in history, people will be like, what the fuck were we doing, you know? <laughs> Why were we, like, so eager to medicalize people's gender nonconformity, which, which right. is like... I do believe gender probably has some, like, some rooting in hormones, gender expressions. There must be a reason why most men turn out more masculine and most women turn out to be more feminine with certain desires, right? So it has to be something rooted in biology, but a lot, some of it is also a social construct as well, you know, and I do believe that without rigid sexist stereotype transition would not be a thing, right? Because it's kind of stupid to say that, oh, now you're a woman because you have longer hair, right? (laughs) Or right. you added laconium implant. It kind of sounds a little bit ridiculous. Uh, looking well, I, back. I have it. a
1: theory, and I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I have a theory that eventually, um, you know, with us developing AI and different types of uh, artificial intelligence, and obviously one day we're going to become, um, you know, cyborgs. I mean, humans <laughs> with with uh, AI built into us. Uh, my theory is eventually the way society is going to go is that we're going to be a sexless um race of people that you know you can't you know that you can't identify between male and female at all. That's that's my theory. I'm you know I may be wrong or whatnot. Right. That's the way yeah, it was well, like going to me.
2: Yeah, you're right. I mean if you believe in the series that aliens are us from the future, they're kind of sexless, I guess. And there is a lot of there's some journalists saying that, you know, the whole transgender movement is the beginning of transhumanism, which what you're saying. So they're kind of deconstructing both sexes, but -hmm. the problem is that they're not that good at it. And what's missing is the actual research, because I literally I'm literally a guinea pig that escaped a lot. That's that's what I am. Right. So when I go out and people see what they see, I am walking, talking medical experiment. Was the only difference that nobody actually pulled up on me nobody's actually studying what i'm going through how society reacts to me and there's really no clear cut rules you know how am i supposed to interact in society now the way i am and i realized my service told me that it's up to me nobody should be telling me what i should be doing right right um, i'm just going to live my lives away um i'm just taking it one day at a time i know that i've been hurt and i've been misled and. I wish I could take all of it back, but I can't. So I am where I am right now and I have to make the best out of it for myself, not for any kind of ideology, whether it would be a right-wing feminist, you know? Um, I'm not going to walk around with XY tattooed on here. Okay. So I'm just not going to do that. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. And I don't think any of us should really. I mean, you, you know, um, I've always been under the, the uh, thought that if you are happy, live your life the way you want to live it. You know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. Um, but it's really in your case. I mean, it, it, I, I just, I'm you know, not
2: happy. Yeah. I never achieved that state of happiness. And that's, that's where the biggest lie came in because all that was done to improve my life and to improve my mental health, and it did the opposite, right? So, um, right. at no point, the only euphoria I remember is just in the beginning when I was just, you know, in the beginning stages of my transition when things were new, you know, and I was getting all I was getting love bombed by trans communities, right? <laughs> because you're in this like bubble where everyone affirms you and tells you how like beautiful and possible you are, and like how amazing you look um it kind of when you never got that when you never felt special got attention early in your life i mean it does feel like the right step and i don't know because i was just always so natural it just felt like it was meant to be and that's why but when you go to a therapist they're in a better and stronger position than the patient they should be the ones that be like hey, maybe this is not for you. Where are those thoughts coming from? There's the ones that are supposed to give you an open-ended challenge to help you like <laughs> discover. I suppose
1: it should be like a panel, you know, of, of not just a, so. a trans person or a male or a female, maybe a trans person, a male and a female, a panel of people that actually, um, mm. you know, that and and it's gotta be a longer process. I mean, I, I don't, You know, like I said, if if you want to be a trans person or a gay person or whatnot, and that makes you happy, then I support you no matter what. One thing that I don't like is the fact that they're allowing children to make decisions um, based upon, you know, whether or not they start these hormone replacement therapies or or sex, you know, gender reassignment surgery or whatnot.
0: I just don't I don't understand. Well, that's what shape was saying. like The person who took the hormone blockers. Right. And then when they died. Right. Yeah. Exactly, like like you started changing your body before your body was even while your body's changing in itself. Like right, there's natural right. things up in the human bodies that you kind of like have to let happen. puberty. Exactly, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to let puberty happen, but you shut that down, which in essence, like, changes who you are. Essentially,
1: it's crazy to me that they allow kids to make that. I mean, you give a kid a hundred dollars. What percentage of those kids are going to save that hundred? They're going to impulsively spend that hundred dollars, right? So they're extremely impulsive. So the fact that they're allowing them to make that decision at that age, I just don't, I don't agree with it. Um, and and, and crazy shape is a lot of times when I say that people will call me, Oh, you're just transphobic or you're, you're a bigot or something like that. And I'm not, you know, I, I, it just makes, it makes more sense to me to make them wait, make them go through an extensive, you know, vetting program before they are able to do these things.
2: Yeah, hormones are very powerful and they're more than just a look. In trans community, people take them to look a certain way. They don't discuss the mental health effects, you know, how sex drive is dependent on testosterone, how your emotional state is like regulated and can go into overdrive with like estrogen and all that. And those are extremely, extremely powerful hormones. (laughs) And I did not know testosterone was a controlled substance up until I started transitioning. So now that's something my testicles were naturally producing, now I have to pay for it for the rest of my life if I want to keep on taking it. It's completely right. scary. Like, I, I'm a medical patient for life. I, okay, so there's legal age of 18, right? To like people, like, you know, some I, that's why I don't, want. I can't even be libertarian because they're like, oh, okay, 18 plus, you can buy electronic, you can do whatever. Well, we have studies showing that you're, you're, of your brain is not fully developed till you're 25 in biological and autistic people in biological males and some autistic people it takes longer than that i was not fully awake till i hit my late 20s early 30s i literally felt like i was living in a dream of some kind like i did not mature up until recently i'm still not fully mature it's like it's crazy right so it's like how can you not get your first drink but you can go get like this major surgeries that's like exactly. you're most likely going to regret people who get tattooed at 18 end up regretting as there are studies done on tattoos that if you check up on people decades down the line more than 90 percent end up regretting their tattoos if you go far enough into the future <laughs> just a yeah, simple I mean,
1: tattoo. you can't buy a beer but you're able to go get your dick cut off i mean sorry but
2: yeah it's like crazy. it doesn't make any sense but also we have to have a conversation so if no one is trans under 18 so to become trans at 18. Like, so no, it's trans I identity. Um, I, don't so. that, I don't think
1: that nobody's trans under 18. And, and I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer that you're born gay. Like you're not, you don't develop and decide you're gay one day. I think that you're born gay. You're born that way. What I think is, is that a lot of culture, these, especially over the last two to three years, have pushed so much about the, the agenda that, it's become kind of cool to be trans, you know, and it's become cool for kids that age to become trans. And I think that the problem—I don't—I don't think that none of them are. I think that there's a high a high possibility that they would make a, a decision not to have a gender reassignment surgery if they were mature enough to make that decision. And I, I really think that they may regret it when they're younger, you know.
2: All right. Yeah, it's definitely, I don't know, we're in a pickle. But most of Western like countries like UK and Northern Europe that kind of started this whole like medicalization of gender nonconformity is now backtracking and taking back their studies, shutting down their clinics. You know, some of them still allow people transitioning, but as part of research program. In the US, it's complete wild west and it became this political thing that turned into a and things are getting escalated you know right. so people are getting more and more radicalized and fighting each other so that's why i kind of chose to withdraw myself i'm almost like it's just not worth it i realized like i shared my story i was gonna go as far as i was gonna go you know without there's also was push from you know mainstream media to reveal my transition pictures and i was not willing to do that <laughs> because why would i do that it's like it just feeds more into the idea that you can actually change sex. Changing your image doesn't change your sex. And I decided not to reveal it. And once I was not willing to do that, that's why there's only so much I could have taken my story. You know, that's why right. I had to rely on channels like Soft White Underbelly and some other channels that were more open-minded and was willing to platform me. <laughs> um I had media even ask me to prove that I had the servers I claimed to have, which was bully slap in the face. When did they ever ask any other trans person to prove that they a trans, to prove that they're taking hormones or adding wow. surgeries? That's so disgusting. it was, inappropriate for them to asked that. me to prove, they were like, oh, we just want to protect ourselves. I'm like, really?
0: No,
1: that's just disgusting. That would make this
2: you up. I'm not getting bloodline sponsorship. I'm not getting, like, <laughs> the praise or any kind of, like, financial incentive to do this. If anything, I gave away forever my privacy. I can never go back live my life if I ever decide that you know what I just want to be a woman again and I just want to pretend to be a woman and not tell anyone and live my life my videos are out there forever it's like porn I gave away my privacy forever and I did that because I wanted to help other people but at the end of the day yeah it's sweet like I get messages people like oh you you saved me from bottom surgery and whatnot you made, made me realize I just had internalized homophobia I will always be you know a feminine man Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't take take away my pain, you know, it doesn't take away, um, my medical issues, you know, right. I'm abandoned surgeons and I can't find a solution, you know? And it's like, nobody's helping me to find right. uh, t- t- my problems. Right. And it's like talking over and over it about my issues is just, um, it's difficult every time I do it, you know? <laughs> Maybe in the beginning, it felt cathartic, but it's just reaching a point where uh, even coming today, I was like apprehensive, I was going to actually cancel it because I haven't talked to anybody in 10 in ten days about, you know, activism and all that. But I do like keeping my commitments and I'm glad I came on. I didn't know how it was going to go down. And you guys are so chill and non-radical and just you, I can just tell you guys want to learn. and. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: that's definitely it. I mean, we we accept anybody, you know. We're not. I mean, we're two of the coolest people I know. So I mean, I'm glad you came on too, because I mean, like I said, when I saw your story on Soft White Underbelly, I I watched the whole thing and I was reading through the comments and things like that, and I just found it really interesting because there's not a lot of people out
0: there that speak out about these things like you are, um, about the negative effects and how it's not like like you said like it's not what you wanted when you after the after it's all said and done you found out that it was a mistake like and you now you have to live yeah with
2: it. Isn't it? and I just grass is not greener on the other side and I saw it I would be happier I guess as a woman and if the woman was to become I guess a prettier dumber weaker version of my original version which I I am dumber because I am brain fog from estrogen like my cognitive Abilities are way reduced, right? And I'm not saying it as a fa- to be offensive to women. I'm just saying that that's given my original version. Like I know physiologically, it's
1: it's you're not there to synthesize estrogen. That, you, that you wasn't know?
0: your original brain chemistry. Right, it's, right. A, like, it's changed. true. It, yeah. like how your brain works actually. Yeah. yeah. Like like right. somebody who's born a woman, their body is made to take estrogen, and that's how their brain is supposed to work so they won't have brain fog yeah, right say- exactly
2: yeah so estrogen is native to their body versus it's not native to male bodies that's why a lot of men when they get older you know they also become weaker less sex drive depressed and not, not as strong Very much i was put to male menopause like early in my 20s i got rid of my sex drive in my prime like when i was supposed to be enjoying my body and all that and so like it almost made me further away from men because I no longer was obsessed about sex and money like men are, you know? And I became more, you know, wanting to have a relationship, wanting to have like cuddly moments. And it made me further away from my target audience, which were men. I understood them better when I was unaltered. It was my life was way easier. You know, I wasn't developing all those attachments to people that were didn't care for me, right? So um uh, honestly like i wasn't prepared for that change <laughs> and yeah,
1: from I mean, that I some think, point i take it back yeah it's hard I to see. it's hard to prepare for something like that i mean even when you want even when you 100 percent decide this is what i want to do i think there's always some sort of doubt in the back of your head you know so um I'll tell you, I mean, hopefully, you know, this this reaches, uh, you know, a decent amount of people that can learn about your story and, and to a different audience than has already heard your story. Um, because, you know, I like I said, I commend you for what you're doing. Um, Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to take up too much more of your time. We've been going for about an hour now, and I think you, you know, you got your point across and we talked and hopefully you'll keep in contact with us. Um, you know, I know you're going yeah, it, you know, keep in touch with us and let us know how you're doing, you know, that sort of thing, especially if you're not going to back. To- yeah. And that mm-hmm. sort of thing,
2: okay? I appreciate your platforming me and letting me share my story and being so cool about it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> We need more people definitely. like you who are just willing to learn and listen <laughs> and not right. come into the conversation with preconceived notions and thinkings. They know it all. And they know right. the story, all the sides of the coin. Um,
1: Yeah. Thank you again. Awesome. No problem. But make sure you keep in contact and we'll, we'll get in touch again. Maybe if, uh, you know, some things change or anything like that, we can get you back on the show and, and, uh, you know, eventually, and, you know, have another conversation or even just to talk about other things. So.
2: Sounds good. Yeah, I can talk about other things too. <laughs> you can invite me back to talk about psychedelics, about its oh, potential well, future. Definitely, nice definitely have to have you
0: yeah. just to talk about
1: that alone. Yeah, psychedelics is one of our <laughs> we love it. You know, yeah. I mean, I honestly feel like
2: psychedelics so far have been like keeping me in this dimension. <laughs> um, but that's like another conversation that I hope at some point we'll come back for. It. Yeah. i